Hey, welcome to another Coaching You podcast with the coach, Brendan Sir. And really, uh, today, uh, I think you're really going to enjoy Dan Hurley. Uh, Dan Hurley has just done an amazing job uh, since he got into coaching at St. Benedict's High School in Newark, New Jersey for nine years. And then he took jumped into college at a small school, crossed from Jersey in Staten Island, New York, called Wagner College. And he and his brother, Bob, went over there and really changed the program around. And then after two years, the people at URI saw what he was doing, saw the great family tradition of the Hurleys, and both, you know, and he, and he went up there and just did an incredible job in seven years at URI and just did, uh, did an amazing job taking them to the NCAA tournament. And now this past March was hired as the new head coach at the University of Connecticut, one of the great traditional powers in college basketball. So I think you're really going to enjoy this. Uh, Dad, Bob Sr., of course, you know, legendary 1,200-win coach, 49 years at St. Anthony's High School, one Hall of Fame coach. Brother Bobby, one of the greatest college point guards of all time, head coach at Arizona State. So it's an incredible basketball family that I've been blessed to know basically their entire life since we're from the same area. And uh, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. We've had his dad on before, uh, and we're hoping that by in the fall we're going to put the three of them on together, which should be a real treat. So the last thing, uh, coaching you live about seven weeks away. Uh, make sure, I think you're going to love what we're doing. VIP only, great speakers, uh, incredible opportunity for you to learn meet people but more importantly learn get energized for next year so uh everyone's a vip everyone's on the court everyone gets uh our gifts and networking and uh, on top of that uh you get the videos from every uh, thing. so it's a great value but more importantly it's an incredible experience that's why we're calling it the vip experience so after this break dan hurley and then at the end, I'm going to give you a special announcement. So stay tuned till post Dan Hurley. Hey, let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market today. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and to provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind of basketball shooting industry that enables coaches and players to stay connected, design and upload training exercises that combine shooting, conditioning, and ball handling into one complete workout, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is without question the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. It's been the official shooting machine of Coaching You for the last two years. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to drdishbasketball.com or follow them on Twitter at drdishbball. Hey, welcome back to Coaching You, uh, our podcast. Uh, it's always great to catch up with Jersey guys. And one of my faves is uh, Dan Hurley, uh, the new head coach at the University of Connecticut. Welcome, Dan, to Coaching You. Coach, it's a pleasure uh, always listening to uh, 
you know, to the podcast, especially when I'm traveling. Yeah, thanks. A lot of people either, I, I have helped more people lose weight by using me when they do their exercise in the morning or their walks. <laughs> I have a lot of guys that I help travel across the country on their long drives. So, you know, that we, we're here to help. You know, Nate Oates, <laughs> your old, you know, your buddy uh, from Buffalo, you know, he said, oh, my dri- when I drive to Jersey, I listen to four podcasts. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> they, they, they can judge by how far they go and uh, stuff like that. But uh, congratulations, and what an incredible journey you've been on the last eight or t- nine years, huh? Yeah, it's been uh, you know it's been amazing, and um, you know it was never the plan. I, I think uh, you know when I left Rutgers as an assistant coach <laughs> and had the opportunity to you know to become a head coach at the high school level at St. Benedict's Prep in Newark, I, I imagine that you know my uh, you know my coaching path would be you know, pretty similar to, uh, you know, what my dad did, not mm-hmm. in terms of, not in terms of becoming a hall of famer, <laughs> but, but in terms of just doing that, uh, you know, doing it at that level and impacting kids, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at, at the, at the high school level. So that was kind of, this was never the plan, uh, you know, but I'm certainly, uh, you know, blessed and fortunate to, to have had the experiences. What did it teach you at, at St. Benedict's, which is, you know, you turned into a national program, a great program. What was, what did you learn, first of all, about being a head coach and who you were? I mean, I think that's the the thing when you're, you know, you see this all the time with your assistants, and you were one once, uh, but all of a sudden when you move over and now you're the boss, uh, yeah. it's like an out-of-body experience. Even at the high school level, what yeah. what, what was that like? Well, I believe we got off to, uh, well, just a couple things. I mean, obviously... Uh, you know, learned so much there and, and through the, you know, the great coaches I, I had a chance to play for, you know, my dad, and, you know, PJ, but re- really the, the, my time at St. Benedict's was, uh, you know, re- really transformed me. You know, I, I taught history for nine years there, um, you know, so, you know, teaching a couple periods of world history too, you know, and it wasn't, um, you know, something that I had necessarily prepared for, you know, at, at, at Seton Hall. But I, I tell you what, the, um, you know, the kind of that ability to, uh, you know, to, I don't want to say control a classroom, but to keep a, you know, a classroom's attention, you know, 30, you know, 30 students, you know, all boys on a subject matter that maybe you don't know quite as well as basketball, mm-hmm. you know, r- really helped me develop, you know, uh, my presence, you know, in the locker room or, you know, or, or in a huddle, um, you know, in terms of being able to, you know, captivate, you know, the attention of, of your audience. Um, so being in the, you know, being in a classroom setting, I think for nine years, you know, really helped me, you know, in terms of my, my ability to communicate. Uh, I think we got off to, you know, a five and four start, you know, in, in my inaugural season there. And, uh, you know, it, it was coming from Rutgers where I was an assistant coach in the Big East. I assumed, you know, that things were going to be really easy in terms of coming right in. I was a big East assistant coach. I'm going down to the high school level. This is going to be a snap, Mm -hmm. you know, and I got, I got my butt handed to me in December and, uh, (laughs) you know, my first season and, uh, I made a lot of mistakes and, you know, the, the beauty of, you know, being able to develop at the high school level as, as a head coach and not at the, you know, division one level is I was able to, you know, to work my way through mistakes and learn a lot from my failures and, uh, you know, all these learning opportunities. And I had a great headmaster there, 
you know, Father Edwin Leahy, who, you know, early on I was distraught over, over a tough loss, I think in, you know, year one or two late in the season. And, and, uh, you know, he grabbed me and, and explained to me that, you know, yeah, he, uh, you know, he, he wants to win as badly as I do, but that my number one, uh, you know, priority there was to help raise kids. Mm. And, uh, that had a profound impact on me. You know, um, you know, you, unlike others, uh, you know, you had an incredible mentor, best friend and dad, <laughs> that you could seek advice from. And so I'm sure during that five and four start, you know, you went to him and said, hey, uh, and, and, and you bounced things off of him. Sometimes, some people, like like if I did that with Chuck Daly, he'd say, hey, figure it out. <laughs> that's Literally, that's what he would say. He wouldn't say, hey, here's what you should do. He'd say, figure it out. You know, I mean, he would give me a one word answer and like you say, Damn, you know, you don't care about me more. How was your dad during that situation with you? I think he, um, you know, I, I think he probably knew, knew it was coming, you know, for me. <laughs> I, you, know, I was, you know, I was awfully cocky. Yeah. You know, cu- coming in, you know, again, I just spent the last four years, you know, preparing for. You know, preparing for UConn and preparing for Georgetown and, you know, competing in the Big East tournament and, you know, coaching at, you know, quote unquote, the highest level, um, you know, but I, I was out of my depth initially, you know, just as a high school coach in terms of, uh, you know, not being as locked into kind of the details and, you know, and, and, and the fundamentals and, you know, being airtight with our philosophy at both ends of the court. I just... I was kind of at, at, at coming from that college level, you know, I, I kind of thought it was all about, you know, player acquisition and, you know, and, and bringing in, you know, to that high school program, division one prospects. And that was going to, you know, be my pathway to success. And, um, you know, cause it was my first, uh, you know, first experience as, as a high school coach. And, uh, so I think my dad like kind of saw it coming in the preseason and, you know, just, you know, stress to me when I was calling with those SOS phone calls, like, you know, just, you know, focus on, you know, developing, you know, the your fundamentals, you know, the fundamentals and, and developing your philosophy. You're in your first year and you're, you're building a program. Uh, mm. And the first the first year is always, uh, always a challenge when you're building something. And those are the same cornerstones you can take when you go to college also, right? Yeah. And that's, um, you know, that, that's why, it, you know, I, I've been able to, you know, be successful. I think the the year before I got to St. Benedict's, they were maybe like a 12 and 13, you know, you know, pretty good local program in Newark, you know, and, and, uh, you know, same thing at Wagner, you know, same thing at URI and now kind of the same thing at UConn. So I've, you know, I've, I have a penchant for, uh, you know, for finding my, finding myself in situations, uh, you know, where I've either got to build something or, or rebuild something. What uh in, in let's let's uh first talk about well let's let's go right to Yukon I think and that might be you know uh really apropos here okay this is a program that it's a national program um it's in a terrific league I coached in that league for five years when I was at UCF it's a fabulous league terrific coaches uh, and really good players really good players and so uh but you know Yukon has been a national program when they're in the Big East and great head coach in Calhoun. I mean, just, you know, has really taken the program to another level. And then, you know, Kevin came in and kind of, you know, 
took it from there, had amazing initial success. What do you have to do? What's your attempt to try to fix it, so to speak? I think it's, uh, you know, it's obviously, you know, re-energizing, you know, the, the brand. I mean, UConn, you know, has, has one of the elite, you know, brand, uh, you know, brand names in, in all of college basketball, mm-hmm. you know, in, ter- in terms of, you know, national championships, no one's won more. In, in the last 20 years than, than UConn, uh, wow. you know, Villanova, Villanova's threatening that <laughs> right now. And, uh, you know, but no one has, uh, you know, has had more success on a national championship level, uh, you know, than UConn has had. It's a, uh, you know, it, it's a who's who in terms of, uh, you know, first round picks and, you know, over, over the years, uh, you know, back to coach Calhoun and even, you know, more recently with the Kemba Walkers and, you know, Shabazz Napiers and the, and the Andre Drummond. I still think we have eight or nine guys, you know, currently playing in the NBA, which I think is, you know, wow. top eight, in the, top eight in the country. And, and, and that's coming off two years where, where we haven't, you know, had anyone drafted or had anyone make the NBA. So, you know, we, we, UConn has, has done the, the things that elite programs do, you know, put guys in the NBA. And, and compete for national championships. So, um, just, you know, re-educating, you know, re-energizing the brand. Um, I think it's a great, you know, great conference. So, you know, making people aware of, of, uh, you know, Cincinnati was, it was a two seed in the NCAA tournament, which just, Wichita State was a four. Uh, you know, Houston was a six seed and sure. had the, had the Michigan game one. Right. Uh, you know, that was a heck of a shot that Michigan, who, ended up playing for the national championship had to make, you know, to beat the Cougars and, and coach Sampson, who's a you know, great, great coach. Uh, SMU has been a fixture in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, I think Memphis and when Memphis and UConn are, you know, are, are at the level that Memphis and UConn are accustomed to being that obviously, you know, elevates the league temple central Florida. I mean, it's a great, you know, great conference. So, um, you know, I think just kind of re-energizing, you know, educating people, uh, you know, about what UConn basketball is and not just on the men's side, but, you know, just UConn basketball with everything that the women's program has meant, you know, Gino, who's one of the great coaches, you know, in sports, you know, in, in my generation, uh, you know, period, uh, what, what, what a, uh, you know, what an amazing basketball brand when you combine men's and women's here. There's no college sports, uh, college basketball program in the country, you know, has as, as great a brand on both both sides. It's a great way of looking at it. Talk about, and I'm aware of them, uh, the facilities that you now have at UConn. They can compete anywhere in the country with the yes. practice facility now. And, of course, your home venue is fabulous. And Hartford. Talk a little bit about yeah. that for people that don't know it that aren't Northeasters like us. Yeah. So it's, uh, amazing. You know, I, I got goosebumps when I, uh, you know, well, I, I had bad memories when I walked into Gamble. Yep. Cause I think my, I think my first game at Seton Hall, <laughs> I think my first game was like Chris Smith, you oh, know, man. uh, you know, crossing me over at the free throw line, leaving me there. And then, 
you know, having PJ scream at me on the way to court. So, what, you know, what a so rare occurrence for PJ to yell at anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, so Gamble was a little bit, uh, you know, I, I was a little rattled when I walked in there. That was like the first thing that went through my mind. Started, I didn't have much success Started twitching your head and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started sweating, uh, you know, and panicking. I think Danielle Marshall, you know, dunking <laughs> on me. And then, like, at the end, it was like Ray Allen, like, oh, like forcing me into air ball after air ball. And then, uh, you know, then you walk into the Worth, uh, you know, the Worth Center over here, the Champion Center, the practice facility. You know, you know, one side is men's, one side, uh, one side is women's, and you, know, you, you walk into the facility, and and you know, boom, the first thing you see is, you know, 2014, 2011, 2004, 1999 banners, mm. uh, you know, up on the wall, and you get a chill, and and uh, you know, then, then you see you know Danielle Marshall and Ray Allen and Rip Hamilton and Karan Butler all the way through to Kemba. Ben Gordon and all the first round picks up on the wall. And it just, I mean, it just hits you. Uh, you know, just, it's, it, it hits you where you are that you're in one of the, you know, you're, you're in one of the elite college basketball programs in the country. It's a, you know, close to a, you know, $35 million facility. That's wow. as, as nice as what, you know, anyone, uh, you know, has around the country. So we've got obviously the amazing practice facility, uh, you know, uh, you know, the on-campus in Gamble, you know, where we play about half our games. And then, you know, then we go to the, you know, XL Center in Hartford, you know, where, you know, you get a chance to play your Villanovas, uh, you know, or, or, you know, Arizona in terms of the non-conference. And, you know, you play some of your bigger ones, uh, you know, in Hartford where you're able to get your, you know, 15 or 16,000 strong. And if you know anything about these uh, UConn fans, uh, they're insane. you know, they, they, they yeah, they're insane. I think my Twitter, my followers, uh, <laughs> you know, my, 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 it jumped, you know, like several thousand, maybe five, six, seven thousand that week, wow. you know, that I got, that I got hired or when they thought I was going to get, <laughs> you know, it probably started, uh, you know, you know, a little bit before the hiring, uh, but, um, yeah, so it's powerful being here. That, that is so neat. And, and that really helps because usually when you're starting to build a program, the first thing you have to do is try to get interest so that people will come to games. That's not a factor at that place. I mean, I think it's as, as, as strong a following as you have in the entire American and, and almost anywhere in college basketball. Uh, and it is intimidating home court. You have a dear friend and a coaching you faculty member in Gino Oriema as, as your, uh, sweet mate over there in the woman's side and Gino for I know all of our listeners are, are 75,000 strong that listen to our podcast they they know Gino as far as just he's a coach's coach and coaches you know he could coach any team uh, I, I've told him many times I said uh, you know you could coach in the NBA and he's intrigued by that, you know, and I, you know, and I don't want to piss off any UConn fans. I'm not trying to get him to go, but he's, he's that good. And he's, and he's, but more importantly, he's a great man. And, uh, have you ha been able to, uh, you know, I know you guys are all recruiting. Have you been able to spend much time with him? I have. And, uh, I mean, like, like, wow, what a, what a great opportunity, you know, to uh, obviously coach, coach Calhoun's, you know, is, is a presence here, but, uh, I mean, just speaking on Gino, it's like, uh, you know, just two things that, that just, uh, you know, that kind of hit you right away or, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, humble for a guy that's accomplished, you know, what, what, you know, that there's this, uh, 
you know, the first thing that comes across to you is, is like this humility, uh, and then this like kind of this genius too, like mm-hmm. this incredibly intelligent, like thoughtful, uh, you know, uh, individual to, uh, to spend time with. And, uh, you know, we just traveled out West and, and did some, uh, and did some fundraising and met with some donors. So I was fortunate enough to, you know, once the kind of dust settled after the five or six weeks when you take over, you know, <laughs> when you take over a program, you're, I mean, you, your mind is racing. You don't catch a break for five or six weeks. So, you know, we communicated, you know, during that time period, but then spending a couple of days, you know, together traveling and, awesome. you know, kind of, yeah, just kind of picking his brain and, you know, uh, you know, about, about how we built it and, and, uh, you know, his, his philosophy and, and, you know, you know, Hey coach, I, I think what I said is, you know, you know, Hey coach, I, you know, I hope I'm able to come over there and, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and watch your individuals, you know, in the summer. And sure. you know, I hope you don't mind that. It's, you know, it's, you know, you just want to ask as, as, you know, as a coach, you know, you, you don't want to just show up. You want to, you know, you want to kind of clear that. And, uh, I think his response was something like, uh, you know, yeah, you know, you know, I'd be hoping to, you know, pick your brain, you know, first. And, and, wow. you know, that, that just speaks to a guy that just, uh, everything he's accomplished, if that's, that's his response, that's just, uh, yeah. You know, a, a humble genius. He's a he's a continual learner. Uh, he loves, you know, USA basketball. Like for many guys, has really helped him. It you know, it energizes you, and you know, being around the, the men's and the women's coaches is is good. But he uh, he's just has an incredible. I mean, I put him in the Nick Saban, Coach K category as far yeah. as you know. Uh, presence uh, and i thought you, right. you know i thought you used a great word you know ub brown was my high school coach at fairland high school and and ub had an interesting comment that you uh, alluded to before he was he taught business law in high school and it was mm-hmm. the best class in the whole school in the huge high school and you couldn't you couldn't get into the class to take it because he was that great a teacher and his philosophy was uh if you're a good coach, you should be the best teacher in your subject matter in the school. And when you talked about, you know, teaching world history, which is what my mom was a history teacher, and I said, my God, I fell asleep when I took history. To make that interesting and stuff, you have to be special, you know. Yeah. And the other thing that UB always says is the number one thing for a coach is he has to have presence. And yeah. And presence, and I call it almost an it factor, uh, yeah. are, are it so that you end up commanding the room. And yeah. tell us, tell us, tell me what it was like, like when you were first meeting uh, with the players at UConn, because that's I think a very hard thing to do. Yeah, well, I would say you know even going back to Gino, last thing on Gino, sure, coaches like. The only negative with, with, with spend time with Gino is I had to speak before him. Oh, and yeah, no, you want you don't want to bat, uh, you don't want to be in the batting order before <laughs> Gino takes the stage. You look kind of amateurish, and <laughs> so so I'm hoping that they move me, you know, to maybe lead off and then throw somebody in between us because yeah, uh, yeah, wow, what, what an impressive <laughs> that is pretty good. Know, yeah, yeah, I um, like that. I like that. So sorry. So you know, I, I my, my message to. Uh, you know, to the team, it's, you know, first meeting, you know, right before the press conference is, uh, obviously you, you're, it's your first time meeting them. So you, you really, you know, for me, I'm just trying to get across to them, 
you know, uh, you know, just fundamentally, you know, what the program's going to be, you know, built around and, and who I am and, and kind of how I got, to, you know, to them in terms of my life in basketball. So mm. I told them, I told them about my, my upbringing in the sport and, uh, you know, kind of all my different experiences and how I'd gotten to the point where I was standing in front of them. And, you know, and then I just kind of gave them a, you know, a, a, a brief, uh, you know, a, a brief idea of, of how, uh, how I run my program in terms of what we're all about. And, uh, you know, for me, it's, you know, it's explaining to them that, uh, you know, we're going to take a, you know, a holistic approach to, uh, to your development in, in terms of, uh, you know, developing, you know, physically, obviously on the court, but, you know, mentally, uh, you know, spiritually, emotionally as a man, you know, that, that, our, that our job here is obviously to win games and, and to win at a high level. Like this is UConn, you know, you're, you're judged here by, you know, by, by final fours and, and first round picks here as a coach. And, you know, that the level that we, we've got to compete at is going to, it's going to increase, you know, to a very, very high level, but, you know, first and foremost, that the standards that we're going to set for you guys, uh, you know, as student athletes every day in terms of your development is going to be at the absolute, uh, you know, highest level, um, that, uh, you know, as students and on campus that you're, you, you've got to represent the program and yourself so that you're respected in this community here in stores, uh, not just for your basketball success, but for the type of man you are and how you represent you know, this great university and this great state of Connecticut and, uh, you know, and, and that, you know, that we're the last, uh, you know, and probably ended it with this is, you know, I, I take my responsibility as your college coach, uh, you know, to heart in a sense that I'm the last, uh, and the staff that we and I are the last, you know, group of coaches and teachers that you're going to have in your lives that are going to teach you and prepare you for the real world, the professional world. Like there's no more high school. There's no more scholarships after graduation here. <laughs> you know, you, you've got to be fully equipped to succeed as a well-rounded man by the time you leave, leave us in stores here and that every day we're going to live and, and work and learn to that standard. That's powerful. That is really powerful message. And, and I think, you know, your authenticity comes out in that in a huge way, Dan. Uh, Fast Model Sports is the world's most versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation. Fast Model has developed the industry's best coaching software, including the number one play diagramming and playbook software, FastDraw. FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding and the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on both your computer and your iPad, providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. doesn't stop there. Along with FastDraw, they have other great programs such as FastScout, which I have used, which helps coaches create clean professional scouting reports customized for your team. Fast Model is trusted and used by every NBA team and WNBA team and 85% of Division I college teams and over 8,000 high school and youth teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills for their online coaching community. For access... To these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. 
I think, uh, knowing your family so well, uh, you know, from dad to Bobby to yourself, uh, the thing that I can say about your family is amazing competitors. Fair? Fair statement? I mean, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't look like we take losing well. No, I know Bob doesn't. I, I, no, <laughs> <laughs> Sen- <laughs> I know. And senior, I mean, senior was. Uh, I think Myrtle Beach. You know, Jeff Lebo was was busting me and Bobby's chops. I think on a on an Adidas trip a couple of years ago. I, we remember we were in Myrtle Beach playing Carlisle High School with Billy Owens and and Jeff and Jeff Lebo. Yes, and I believe that there was a clipboard tossed across the court and an ejection that followed shortly for senior and Lebo brought that up on the trip. So, <laughs> you, know, you know, so if you see any of our antics during, during the game, you could blame senior but, for all that. Yeah, no. And so, and, 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 you know, and I, and Bobby's rants at ASU are, are legendary already. And, <laughs> and, and I, and I think about it, but here's the thing that I, that I think knowing your family so well, and especially senior, uh, is the love that the three of you have for your players is unquestioned. Fair? I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, as a high school coach, you know, everything that your mom and dad had in their soul went into those kids in the St. Anthony's program. I mean, that's right. You know, and yeah. and. and and I think that's the essence of coaching, you know, of yeah. why you coach. And and those kids, uh, you know, many times, and I know this at the college level, you know, happens a little at the pro, but you don't get as attached as, you know, that's you right. become that father figure in many of your kids' lives, right? Yeah, and that's, I mean, it's love, you know, yeah. it is. It's love, it's family, you know, it's, uh, it's being exposed to it, you know, me and Bob at such a young age and, uh, you know, just watching my dad, um, just in terms of the relationship that he would build with, you know, with the player, obviously at a young age, but the family as well, um, you know, on the phone at night, checking in, mm-hmm. making sure, Je- making sure Jerry Walker and Terry DeHair, and Roger Rhodes and all the great, Rashawn McCall, all the great, you know, all the great players to the, you know, 12th man on the team were, we're, we're in their house at night doing homework, not, you know, not running the streets of mm-hmm. Jersey City. You know, I remember, you know, the, the, you know, taking the, you know, the van, you know, the van ride home after practice where my dad would literally, you know, he wasn't dropping guys off, you know, on the street corner and letting them walk down the street. We were making, you know, right, left turns, pulling up to, you know, to the, you know, front door or to the buildings that those guys lived in. And he was watching them you know, almost walking them to, to the front door, yeah. you know, uh, not putting them on the number nine or the 81 bus. But, you know, my dad was just all about like serving, you know, serving his players, uh, you know, the best he could and, and, and loving them and, and really, you know, trying to get them in a position where, uh, you know, where they could get out of their environment, you know, that they were living in in Jersey City or Newark uh, and, and advance them to better things in life. And he, you know, he he believed, uh, you know, in that, you know, that that he played uh, as impactful role in their lives as a parent, mm-hmm. you know, and and I and you know, obviously for me as as a high school coach, the nine years at Benedict's re- really, uh, you know, prepared me to bring that type of mindset and and feel to my college programs, and I think that's kind of played a big role in like I had one transfer, 
in the, in the last four years at, at Rhode Island and in, in, a, in, a, in an era where guys only seem to one be going out in our last, yeah, last four recruiting right. cycles, we, we wow. had one and, uh, that's that a, just speaks to that's the a environment. Book, that's a book. Yeah. I mean, that's the environment that I watched my dad create. And, and now that, you know, myself and Bob have been able to create in our own programs. So I think having done this for nearly as long as your dad, 45 years, let's say that I think it's, uh, coaching really is leadership and it's, and the things that you just talked about are all leadership topics there. It's about loving it's about serving. It's about caring. And I think if you do that, you coach anywhere, any sport, and you coach men's, women's, or whatever, you coach high school, college, or pro. Those are the ingredients. And, uh, and, and how you have to transfer that to those players. And, you know, I think your dad was full of what I call uh, not tough love, love tough. He loved yeah. them first. And then it allowed him to be tough with them. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's great stuff. The, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the relationship, you know, w- was built. Uh, you know, he showed that, you know, he showed that he cared, you know, maybe more than anyone else in their lives right. about their future and their well-being and, you know, wh- where their life was heading, their education, their relationships. You know, not just their left hand and their perimeter shooting, but cared about everything and every choice they were making, you know, in, in school and, you know, behavioral issues, you know, you know, how they were dressed, uh, you know, every aspect of their lives, my father was invested in. And, you know, so when it was time, you know, to be demanding or, or to set these incredibly high standards, you know, the, the, and, and to have those honest conversations and, and, and for the, you know, the, the, those players to be able to accept the truth, like the, the relationship was, was strong and, and was built. And, um, you know, I, I think my father did, you know, they did that, you know, it just, it just came. So it came natural, you know, it just, uh, just had such a big heart for somebody who, you know, for a coach that, you know, obviously, you know, did things at the high school level that maybe only coach Wooten, uh-huh. uh, you know, could, you know, could compare to in, in terms of what he was able to do at that level. Um, yeah, but it was all, it's authentic. It it's just, it was in his heart. He wasn't, you know, that, that's impossible to fake. And, uh, we're just, uh, just, just blessed that I was able, that that was my mentor, that it wasn't somebody that was about like, just like career advancement or, uh, you know, that, that you were able to see that kind of the heart and soul go into his program. And that's what made, that's what made the school closing you know, just so hard. It wasn't the fact that he wasn't going to be able to coach his 50th year or, right. you know, add another state championship onto his national record of state championship. I mean, you know, he didn't need 1,300 wins. He already had like 1,200, uh, you know, but just the, the he no longer being able to impact the lives has been crushing for my father. And, yeah. and uh, that's why it's been great to have him around. Uh, it was great to have him around our program last year especially late in the year. It was so much fun for him to be a part of. You know, he, he, uh, it was funny, you know, he kind of to, from what I could get follow from and talking to him last year is that he really just immersed himself in other programs, you know, yours and Bobby's and other coaches around the state of Jersey and going to practices and learning and stuff like that and then doing clinics and sharing. And I think that was really healthy for him. 
you know, uh, from that standpoint. But I loved watching him at your games, you know. <laughs> that, 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 was, that was priceless, you know. Yeah, it was. He wasn't slipping, uh, contrary to some popular belief, he was not slipping me notes during the games. And I have to, re- me and Bob have to, like, d- drag advice out of my dad. It, he's, uh, again, he's so humble. Uh, and, and, you know, you have to go out of your way to kind of, pull things out of my dad in terms of advice he waits for you to to ask and plead for help before he gives it and uh you know i, I appreciate that minus one game at wagner uh, one game at <laughs> wagner uh you know we, we went zone against st peter's late with a two-point lead i think under under 30 seconds and we we that, that's it's kind of uh, why I'm, uh, I'm adverse to going zone now uh, yeah. a little bit, <laughs> but we gave up a three late Ooh. and uh, I think he called Bob on the way home, ended up losing by one, gave up a three late. St. Peter's wasn't a very good shooting team. So we tried to get slick. It was year one there, uh, <laughs> but he did call Bob up on the way on the ride home. I think from Staten Island, I think Bob was living in Seacocks at the time. And I do believe that he did call me and Bob a couple donkeys on the way home. <laughs> and, 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 for, and for our listeners to know, Bob is your assistant at the time. <laughs> yes, yeah. He, and he's telling Bob. about the head coach and him are both donkeys. <laughs> That that you know that is so great, but I I, I think what you know uh, there's two types of parents I think there's the ones that we know, or and it has nothing to do that tell their kids everything even when the kids have their own idea that might be right no they have the they are the parents that, they're the parents that only have the right ideas, and they're the parents that let their kids try, and then they're there to observe, smile. Or give you a, and watch you grow, and I think uh, you know great parenting on that part is the latter, but also there that hey dad, what would you have done? Then uh, then he'll come forward, and I think, <laughs> I, I, I I think that that is priceless and, and what a thing. Hey, last thing when you when you when you're going in, uh, and I think this is really important uh, for those that are listening. Uh, give us your style of play, like you were on TV a ton the last couple of years at URI, but tell no. tell tell our listeners the style of play that you envision that you're going to play at UConn. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think first thing is, you know, just something that you could accomplish in, in year one uh, of, you know, taking over, you know, a program that's, you know, that's fallen on hard times the last, last two years is I think immediately you could, uh, you, you could be one of the hardest playing teams in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that the, the pace and tempo that we practice at show up on game night. Um, you know, I, I think we've been, you know, at Rhode Island, you know, minus kind of, the, you know, the Duke game in the second round of the tournament, maybe the, you know, St. Joe's game on senior night. I think that, uh, you know, when, when you play, you know, one of my teams, I think you, you understand what it's going to be. Uh, you know, that, that we're going to compete for 40 minutes at, at a, at a very high level and, and play as hard as anyone in the country. Um, you know, obviously I've, I've tried to build my, my programs at Wagner and, and at URI around, around, around our, our man defense, uh, by being a, in a, in a, if you're an elite defensive team or, or a high level, you know, defensive team and you rebound the ball, well, you're going to have a chance to win every night you step out on the court. You're going to consistently give your, your team a chance, um, you know, a, a chance to, to have success and a chance to win in the last couple of minutes of the game. Um, you know, so I, I try to build, uh, 
you know, build a program from, you know, immediately changing the culture to, you know, what, you know, maybe could looks like from some of the stuff I've watched on film where, you know, the team had kind of lost hope and, you know, play, you know, looked a little bit soft at times last year where, you know, we're going to transform to one of the hardest playing teams in the country and a team that's going to, you know, be hard for you to score against. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not going to come easy at that end of the court. You know, and then obviously at the offensive end, uh, because we play pressure man, you know, we're not a pack line team. We're, we like to, you know, we, we try to get deflections. We try to steal the ball. We try to, we try to block shots. We, we try to disrupt. And there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of man pressure teams left in college. A lot of, right. uh, a lot of programs are, you know, have gone to more of the pack line. So, you know, people have a hard time, especially system offensive teams, you know, have a difficult time with us. Uh, you know, so we're, we're going to build this, um, obviously through recruiting elite players, but just changing the culture to hardworking, hard playing, you know, gritty, tough at the defensive end initially. You know, and then as we start recruiting that elite talent, obviously, you know, you, you, you know we're, we're going to be able to play fast and be explosive offensively. I tell you what, I, I can't wait to see Huskies basketball this year, and I know you're going to bring them back. and And I think it's a fabulous move for the school, and I think it's tremendous for you and your family. Uh, can't wait to see it, and I look forward to seeing you over the summer. And then uh, maybe we might get the old band together come prior to next season with your dad <laughs> and Bobby. Oh, uh, dream! That dream would, podcast right there. That dream. would get yeah. some great content. Uh, I'll tell you what, we, we, we'll have some fun. Half of the country won't understand four guys from. Jersey talking, but that'll be fine. That, that's okay. We'll, we'll have we'll have a hell of a time. But Dan, I, I I'm so proud of you, and uh, you know, having watched you all the way from you know as a youngster to high school to your career at Seton Hall and stuff, it, it's fantastic. And I, I know your folks are really proud of you, and they should be. But best of luck Appreciate to you up there. Give my best to Gino. I will coach, and it's a pleasure to be on the show. And uh, keep pumping them out because I'm still commuting from Rhode Island, and I, I, I oh, need it. Oh, uh, give, me, give me exactly the hour. Is it an, a ninety-minute ride? It's about an hour and fifteen. I finally, okay. uh, all right, you know, all I right. finally found a shortcut. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it takes us guys from Jersey a while to do. You know. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll get you two podcasts. Uh, so I'll start pumping out. So you do two podcasts, your drive, and you, you should be in great shape. So thanks, my Perfect. friend. Appreciate it. Coach, appreciate it. Incredible. Dan Hurley is going to re-energize, rebrand the UConn program. I'm so excited for him and what he's going to do there. Uh, so, you know, we're, you know, after you listen to him, I think you're going to be, you're number one, a Dan Hurley fan. And you might not be a UConn fan, but you're going to love to watch, tune in and watch them play. And they play in a great conference, the American Conference. So, uh, but what my big announcement my big announcement is that Coaching U is expanding into Coaching U on campus, mainly for college programs. I have done high school in the past, but mainly for college programs uh, where for those that just it doesn't work for them, uh, you know, for, to come to Coaching U in Vegas in July, uh, you can bring myself to your campus for a day. And uh, I think it's an incredible, we've had, last year we had several Power 5 schools that we did uh, where the experience was incredible. I think it's, we do three things there. We cover 12 brand new trending areas 
with a high influence of NBA content for college coaches, men and women, uh, that you don't go anywhere in the country at a clinic. Twelve areas that you will not see at any clinic topic. Uh, the second thing I think that you will get is, is for your assistant coaches is I do a two-hour program basically showing your assistants how to be the best version of themselves as assistants. Not how to get a, a head coaching job, how to serve you the head coach best. And then the last part is where I get to talk to your team on the importance uh, the keys to winning and the keys to winning frankly are very simple it is all the things that you as a coach emphasize every single day to them of what makes a player or a, or a team successful so what we're doing there to do is to help your team perform better but we're doing it by reinforcing your values your philosophy to them just with a different voice taking 30 years of MBA experience and bringing it to them. The results are very, very powerful, uh, you know, and I think, you know, you'll really enjoy it. So uh, reach out to us, reach out to me at brendansur at gmail.com, B-R-E-N-D-A-N-S-U-H-R at gmail.com. And, you know, feel free and look forward to hearing from you. And I want to be able to come by. We're doing this from May all the way through next season. Okay, till next week, this is The Coach.